This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. If you're like me, you've probably heard this song before. You probably like this song. And I say, called Renegades. came out in 2015. It was first featured in a Jeep commercial, and then it went big. Hit number one on the Billboard rock charts, went platinum here in the U.S., also went platinum in four other countries. The song was big. But do you know who sings it? Run away, with me. A band called X Ambassadors. They are one of the most successful acts in rock music right now, and yet... In some ways, they fly under the radar. Today, I'm going to take some time to make sure that you know this band. I am Sam Sanders. You are listening to It's Been a Minute, and I am excited to share with you today my chat with Sam Harris, lead singer of X Ambassadors. Yes, another Sam. He is also bald, just like me. Sam and his bandmates have a new album out called Orion, and it's more than just rock. There's some R&B and soul in there. You can hear some hip-hop as well. We talk about the album. We also talk about how rock music fits into the wider music industry right now. And we talk about Sam Harris's recent collaboration with another musician who is having a very, very big year. Lizzo. Sam actually wrote a few songs for Lizzo's newest album. And for this chat, Sam Harris brought his guitar. He's going to sing for us. This is a fun one, y'all. Let's get to it. Enjoy. I got to just start with a personal question because mm-hmm. from one bald man named Sam oh. to another, the thing I, I always want to ask is like, how do you deal with head sweat when you're performing? Because there's no hair to catch it. I am constantly, I'm dripping. <laughs> I'm like a faucet. Yes! You know, it gets in my eye. Oh, yeah, it hurts. I, I'm, I'm toweling off between oh, yeah. every song. Oh, man. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to get to a point where I'm, like, wearing a headband on I stage. I fought the urge. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just like as soon as you put it on, that's all anyone sees. Yeah, you know. There's it, no way around it. There's no way around yeah. it. Do you, like, shave your head? How often do you I shave I shave it every other day. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah. Me too. Yeah, and I have to have the right razor because some of them can chop your head yeah, up. Yeah, oh my God. I use man. a six blade. Me too. Yeah. I, do you do you find it like a kind of meditative experience? Oh, yeah. At, at doing it every well, other day? Yeah. It is It is making you be aware of this part of your body that's always there but we don't think about enough. Wow. Yeah. You're like, oh, here's my head. Yeah. Everything's in here. Everything's my brain, my mind, there. my soul, my heart. Respect it, protect it. That's so you know? cool. See, I never, I've never even thought of it like that. I, yeah. I just always kind of like get just get lost in like the repetition of it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. You know, back yeah. and forth. And then yeah. I, I go, I go with the grain, and I go against the grain okay. too. That's my secret. Yeah. Next time Extra you do stuff. it, as you're doing it, say, "Thank you for this." <laughs> my head, my being, my brain, my mind. I'm grateful for it. I will. I definitely <laughs> will. Um. So I want to talk about the new album Mm -hmm. and I want to talk about how I read that the album that we're hearing right now which Mm -hmm. came out last month this is the third version of it yeah we went through a lot of different songs trying to to get this record right you know um, this one really felt 
not only like it was a, a step forward mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. um, creatively, but it also felt like we were taking the sound that we had crafted on VHS mm-hmm. and elevated it. Yeah. You know, rather than gone completely different direction. Yeah, yeah. I want to play a song for a bit. Any song from the album, you pick. Um, I would start by having you talk about Boom, but we can talk about whatever you want. Let's play that, sure. Let's play Boom. Play that one. My feet go boom, 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 boom. My heart beats boom, 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 boom. What I like about Boom and what I feel like y'all are trying to do with the album is definitively like rock music. My feet go boom, 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 walking away from you. You hear the guitars, yeah. But like the way the bass is hitting, the tempo, a lot of the other elements are not rock. They're Mm -hmm. pop, they're dance. Mm -hmm. How do you get the ratio right? Because if you had like had a little less guitar and a little more 808 or whatever, it would have been like a different genre, right? It's a delicate balance. You know, a lot of credit goes to Ricky Reed, who uh, produced that song on Boom. He produced that song with us. Uh It started out as uh, it was actually an instrumental track that was sent to me uh, by this other producer named Thomas Erickson. Mm-hmm. And it was like this real, like the bass line, everything, was, it was like very like Chicago house. Oh, wow. It was like totally different vibe. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of came up with that verse and then that sat on my computer for about a year. Yeah. And then... Did you want to make a Chicago house song? <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's just like that was the vibe. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, I listened to it again and I was like, oh, you could turn this, you could like turn this into a rock song. And then... Uh, in a session with Ricky, we were writing a completely different song, and I brought that song up um, to like try to find a, a drum sample in it. Oh, really? Uh, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What, what did you just play? Play that, play that again?" Huh? And I played it again, and, and he listened to it, and he was like, "Okay, let, we should work on this. Really? Let's, let's stop what we're doing. Let's work on this." Really? And uh, yeah, and then we finished the song in like a you know a day or two. Who did um, the guitar riff? That was Ricky. No, no, no. That was Ricky. so good. Yeah, I know. He's he's okay. he's a master. Because that really makes it rock. It when really you hear it, that guitar doing that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like this right now, this is just this is just dance. Like I don't know what genre this is yet. I know right? I like it. I know right? I want to move, and I'm moving. And then it right here. That's it's it. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden you're back in like 2000, 2006 yes. uh, uh, or something yes. like that, right? My favorite time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god, I love it. What do you? What if you had to name this genre? Because it's not just rock. What would you call this? Well, and then it goes stadium, right? You then know, it's then stadium. it's like. Yes. And then it's big. <laughs> uh, but then it's also like there's a drop coming in, which is a little EDM mm-hmm. influence. Like, a little. Like, like you feel it like you're waiting. Okay, there's going to be a drop. Right. There's going to be a drop. One word for it. Boom, boom, boom. Just like electric, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like the scene in the superhero movie where, like, the superhero realizes he's a superhero. Right. And then he's like, give me the Batmobile, exactly. man. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> this is it. Walking away from you. Okay, now I want to pivot to another song. Yeah. Uh, that is like a decidedly different vibe. Rule. What? Well, that's probably my favorite one on the record. I can't get a grip. No, 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 no. Feeling like I'm always losing control. I guess nobody leaves this game alive. And so I heard this, and then I was like. This is like mm. 
It's like an Sade, R&B song. Right? A little Sade. I could imagine John Legend singing oh. it. Like, it is R&B. Yeah. How can I love you? If I can't lose you. If I can't learn to. That's a part of my my musical DNA, yeah. you know. Um, and this song just kind of came out of like a weird. Casey was on the piano, and he played that like this like this oh, yeah. line. Yeah, it's like like a Wu Tang kind of like yeah. Melody, and the piano's right? a little out of tune, which it's, I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a slightly out of tune. It's a different side. On the first record, we really kind of leaned into not only the the rock stuff, but like yeah. the real aggressive kind of soul. Um, element of of our music, and yeah. and this this is a little, it's a little more complex. It's a little more nuanced. Yeah. Uh, and and I I I'm so I'm just so happy this made the record. Well, and also there's I don't hear too much guitar. No. It's I mean, synths. It's just like synths and a little bit of acoustic guitar. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you know, it's a three piece. It's it's myself, my brother on piano, and Adam, our drummer, and you know. I I can play guitar. I'm an all right guitarist, <laughs> but sure I'm not. I'm not. Right. I'm not like a lead <laughs> guitarist. Yeah. So a song like this is nice for us because it really is kind of like keyboard and and synth yeah. and piano based. Yeah. Um, which is is what we are you yeah. know, now as a band. Yeah. It wasn't it's, always like yeah. that, but yeah. Who is this song for? It's to somebody. You know, it's a. Uh, I think I think it's about a couple. Not only not only the you know women in my life who've been in my life mm-hmm. and who I've who I've loved, mm-hmm. but also just you know other other relationships I've had. You know, be it platonic or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, it's letting down that guard that mm-hmm. I think we all have. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all build up these these self layers of self defense oh, yeah. uh and and it's the hardest thing i think i i went through before this is b- prior to meeting my fiance mm-hmm. um was thank you yeah. thank you yeah. yeah when you know when i met her it was it was really hard to wrap my head around being able to be loved and being mm. worthy of love you mm. know um i th- i think that's something i struggled with a lot in my in my 20s you mm-hmm. know cuz i didn't really love myself that much you know i wasn't mm-hmm. I, I had I had trouble uh, coming to grips with with that, and so the idea that someone else could love me yeah. was like, oh, yeah. no, there must be what? something what? wrong with you. <laughs> there must be something wrong. You with like you. me? What? This, yeah, this makes I can't. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of about that. Yeah. So how old are you now? I'm 30 now. Oh, it's yeah. when everything starts to change. I'm 34. Oh uh, yeah. Like every year, I'm like, thank God, man. Yes. Thank God, my 20s man. were so rough. Everyone's, I mean, amazing yeah. things happened yes. in my twenties. Yes, amazing yes. things happened. I, you know, I signed a record deal. We put our first record. I, we we had a number one song. Like yeah. a lot of these things in my career, yeah. but in my life, twenties mm-hmm. are rough, man. Yeah. You just like don't know who you are. Yeah, and so much of your self worth is you define it by achievement, mm-hmm. and so you're not taking care of yourself because you're hoping that achieving all of these things will show that you're worthy of love. Yeah, but then the great thing that happens in your thirties is that you realize. Whether you achieve the stuff or not, you should just be loved. Isn't it? It just like makes me want to cry. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to cry for like my twenty-year-old oh self. Oh my god! Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Do you feel that change in this album compared to the first? Yes, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Mm. I I think that 
this record, a lot of what this record is about is about my best friend who uh, he's for a long time struggled with uh, substance abuse mm-hmm. and alcoholism. And mm-hmm. um, it eventually got to a really kind of just dangerous point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we eventually uh, parted ways yeah. and, and it's, you know, it's been rough just having been my best friend since yeah. a kid. And, and all of a touch. sudden, no, yeah. I, you know, I've tried reaching out to him. I wrote a whole album about yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Do you that think he's heard it? What it is. I hope he has. I don't know. You know, yeah. I, 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 that's the, that's the craziest thing to me is that, yeah. you know, like I, I just, I haven't really heard anything from him. Mm. Maybe he'll listen to this podcast. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. All right, time for a break. When we come back, Sam Harris talks about working with Lizzo and the story behind the name of her song, Jerome. BRB. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment at your convenience. Get help at your own time and your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Visit BetterHelp.com minute to learn more. The U.S. has the highest incarceration rate in the world, with 2.3 million people behind bars. This week on Throughline, how we got here. The history of mass incarceration in American culture. Throughline from NPR, the podcast where we go back in time to understand the present. I want to talk more about where you fit in, like, the greater world of rock. Please help me figure that out because I don't know. Well, because I think what separates you from the majority of rockers still making rock music today is that you're not mad at the world. I feel like there are a bunch of rockers who hate hip hop, who hate <laughs> pop, who hate technology, really? who hate streaming. Like yeah, and they just right. are like they refuse to let the genre catch up with the rest of the world. Right. And you're talking about kind of like more like legacy artists, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I mean and like in people that I loved, like mm-hmm. I've heard Bless him and bless the Foo Fighters, but like Dave Grohl has said some crappy things about people <laughs> making modern music. And you're like, yeah. dude, yeah, we're all just trying to make music. I'm a firm believer in like the egalitarian approach mm. to music. What Explain. I think is so so cool about something like uh, Auto Tune, mm-hmm. right, is that you know you can say like, oh, it just makes everything sound the same, mm-hmm. or you know, like, oh, it just you know, like whatever, like sing, like actually learn how to sing. <laughs> the the coolest thing for me is that there's a kid somewhere in the world mm-hmm. who doesn't really know how to sing that well mm-hmm. but has crazy ideas yes. for for stuff in there in melodies or 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 lyrical content for a song and can now get on a microphone and express and, it and express it mm-hmm. yeah and that's how cool is that yes. that's what excites me uh in in the genre right now and where we fit in i don't know man like, you don't know I, I have no idea i i think that we We'll always strive to make music that feels exciting to us yeah, and that is first and foremost uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. and uh, um, honest. Yeah. I think that, that, and I've said this before, uh, I think that, that rock desperately needs to diversify itself like yeah. yesterday. Yeah. It's a bunch of white dudes. 
And Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> and, you know, and Lenny Kravitz. God bless him. I love bless, Lenny. Love, yeah, he's great. You know, like, I, it's, it's, it's boring. Uh. It's boring and it's not... I mean, look, I, like, I, I'm, I'm part of the problem, you know? I'm part of the problem. You're not boring. But, I, you know, I, I think that there's just a, a dire need for, uh, for more people of color, more women in the alternative rock scene. And that's just like, once that starts to happen, I think the genre will start to feel a little less mm. like it's living in yeah. the past. And uh, I, I just also love learning from, from mm. so many other other artists who have yeah. so much to give. And, and uh, we will always work with, with artists who I feel are pushing the boundaries of music. Mm-hmm. Artists like, um, like Lizzo mm-hmm. and, and like K-Flay. And, yeah. and, uh, um, Those are we, two big, good yeah, names. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. both so incredible. And, yeah. and uh, that's, that's where I think we fit in. Let's talk about Lizzo because y'all what worked on three songs with her. We for did the three album. songs Which with three her. Songs? So we did "Cause I Love You." Yeah, the title uh, track. Jerome. Yeah, and a song called "Heaven Help Me." Uh huh. And you sought her out. Yeah. Tell yeah. me this story. So I had heard her somehow. I think maybe uh, our, our my manager had sent sent me her music, and she was pretty under the radar. This was this was like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and. I just was like, I was so blown away, and it's it's her music is just so so incredible, and yeah. I'm hearing the songs that you're hearing now oh, yeah. on the radio, like like uh, Truth Hurts and yeah. and Good as Hell and yeah. Water Me, and like uh-huh. I I just I was like, how does everybody not know <laughs> yes. about this woman? Oh yeah, blew my um, mind, incredible. So I was like, if there is any chance that we can get in the studio with her, I huh. would love to write with her. Huh. And at the time, we the had, same label. Um, no, oh. so totally like totally different. Uh-huh. And at the time, we were starting to take sessions with other artists, and uh-huh. and then by the time our schedules lined up, I went in the room with with her and with Casey and Adam, with the other two guys yeah. in my band, and and we just hit it off. I mean, really? I, the first thing we did was Jerome. Jerome. We wrote that in a day. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we started off with just that chorus. You know, I just had that name. I just had that name you in my the head. Name yeah. What did you think about like, Jerome? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I was at the gym and that that name popped into my head. Uh-huh. And I, I heard a voice singing it like, Jerome, Jerome. And that was all I had. So I sang that for her and she was like, that's cool. I wish I knew someone named Jerome. Oh, I do know someone <laughs> named Jerome. And it was like off to wow. the races. That was all that was all we had to begin with. And then she just like tells this incredible story yeah, about, about this dude Jerome. about this dude that she knew. I mean, man. (laughs) I still like, 
so elated that that she's having the moment that she's having yeah. right now, and and uh, yeah. uh, w- and just like uh, very honored to be part of it. Yeah, but this is a thing that people. I think don't realize enough. Whenever you see an artist like Lizzo firing on all cylinders at the top of her game, mm-hmm. there was a, a village that like did it with her. And For so sure. when you hear a song like Jerome, you just assume Lizzo's singing about her, some ex named Jerome, mm-hmm. not knowing that Sam Harris had the first idea for Jerome in the right. gym, and you are not Lizzo. You are a but, white guy. And like that is, I think, fascinating. Yeah. And I think like do you ever worry about working with folks where you're like, all right, Lizzo has such a distinct personality. Lizzo mm-hmm. is Lizzo. How do I get into her head enough to give her a song that is her? Well, I think, first of all, to just kind of backtrack yeah, a yeah. little bit, yeah. like, it does take a village, but it all starts with her. Yeah. Like, this song would not have been yeah. what it is without, without experience an there. equal amount of creative input. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, yeah got to give credit where credit oh, is no, due and she's a genius <laughs> she is really like an artist like her she has such a talented musical vocabulary she mm. is an incredible musician classically herself. trained classically yeah. trained yeah uh you know so she's in there like she knows theory that i don't <laughs> know like the half of yeah yeah and so so for any artist at her level mm-hmm. who is who is performing at her level mm-hmm. you have to be the master of ceremonies, mm. you know, and mm. you have to have that mm. broad of a of a creative mind. Yeah, the the really really special ones do, and she's she's Got one it. of them. One more break. When we come back, Sam Harris tells me whether or not he likes it when people call his music, ex ambassadors' music, radio ready. What does that mean? Is it a nice thing? That is after the break. Brb. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Here's a familiar situation. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, everyone. It's Ophira Eisenberg. And here I'm chatting with one of Queer Eye's Fab Five, Anthony Borowski. What's a culinary deal breaker for you? Ketchup on hot dogs makes me really uncomfortable. Listen to NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. When did you say to yourself, I know I have something to say through music? Oh man. I mean, I've been I, I've been writing music since it was kind of one of those things where there was never a moment where I wasn't writing songs and playing music. Really? I was never like just kind of covering, ba- you know, the first band that I ever put together How old <laughs> with you? I was like mm, 12. Wow. Um, Were your parents musical? My mom is a musician. Okay. Uh, so this acoustic guitar that I have here with me is actually hers. Whoa, yeah, it's, it's a nice uh, guitar. It's a Guild. It's a beautiful oh, guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just recently had it uh, all like uh, redone and it souped up. It looks great. Yeah, it's a it's a beauty. It's a beauty. Man, um, she was a musician. Uh-huh. Um, what kind of for, music? I, she calls herself like a a jazz cabaret singer. Love um, it. So she, a lot of show tunes, a yeah. lot of um, a lot of jazz standards, and yeah. and some some old classic rock folk songs 
Nice. But she was uh, always singing when we were growing up, and but yeah, you know, like from from that time when I was twelve, we were we did all originals. Really? Yeah. Remember your first song that you wrote? Uh, yeah, it was a song called Lead Rose. Do it. Go. I think it went like, "Kiss me, my lead rose, cold enchantress." <laughs> Kiss me, my lead rose. I'm a hopeless romantic. I think I was listening to a lot of Matchbox 20 at the time. And weren't we all? You know, right? <laughs> I forget how the rest of it goes. Um, what, what is a lead rose? A lead rose. I just what? thought that that was like cool. What? You wanted to kiss a lead rose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I was just kind of learning about juxtaposition at the time. Yes, and... you were. <laughs> Ugh. And what what kind of music was that when you were making it at first? It was just like rock music because that was yeah. the, that was what was available to us. Up you know, in it was Ithaca, right? Yeah, up in okay. Ithaca, upstate uh, New you York. Know, yeah, we we uh, we had drums and we had uh, guitars and uh, you're like really in the garage, crappy PA in my basement. Yeah, I bet your parents hated it. No, my parents were actually pretty cool with it. Okay, they were pretty cool with it. Okay. You know, it was just my mom mostly around. My my dad. Um, he worked in the uh, film industry, so he okay. was always he was always out on location. Yeah. Um, but he loved that I, you know, really? I found a career in the performing arts too. Okay, I give a lot of credit to both my both my parents, my mom for, you know, uh, allowing us to be <laughs> playing music and yeah. you know all all day and all yeah. night, and uh, and then my dad to to be able to like go on set with with him and and uh he was a publicist so his okay. job was essentially to like job. yeah yeah <laughs> you know he's running around trying to get uh photos like approved by uh uh the actors and the director and yeah. running the epk crews that are coming you know do behind the scenes stuff yeah but most of the time he's just like kind of there yeah you know just hanging out yeah. and being the friendly guy on set uh-huh. Uh-huh. so i just got to hang out with him and watch all these people working so hard and working so seriously mm-hmm. to make a piece of art yeah it's pretty awesome, you know. <laughs> that's like awesome. that's a that's a career I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and 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 so I, and at the time I was like, that's a career I can I can tangibly have because yeah. all these people are doing it. Oh, totally. You know. Well, it's interesting hearing you talk about having a, a parent in the industry and a mother who who was a who's made music. Like mm-hmm. a lot of folks describe ex ambassadors' music as radio ready, mm-hmm. which I think they sometimes mean it as a slur. But I'm like, that's great because yeah. the whole point is to be on the radio. Yeah, but. <laughs> Y'all make music that, when I hear it, it sounds like y'all know the industry. You mm-hmm. know what works. You know what uh-huh. sounds are in. You know how to yeah. make something that I'm going to want to blare in my car. Uh-huh. When yeah. you think about radio ready, like what does right. that mean? How do you make that sound? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm I sure wish... you've heard folks say you're radio ready. Yes, absolutely. How do you feel when absolutely. you hear that? Um, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, like saying, oh, well, that's mass market. Great. More money. Right. You know, I like, remember, that... oh, man, I just like, you know, we we started playing music in Brooklyn mm-hmm. as a band. And this was, you know, when there were so many incredible artists who were making like really progressive out there. You know, it mm-hmm. was TV on the radio. It was Grizzly Bear. Oh, it yeah. was Bon Iver. It was yeah. St. Vincent. Um, Shroom Rock. But and then we were making this like radio alternative rock stuff uh-huh. that at the time was just like so not cool uh, and you felt that energy oh absolutely you know i remember there was a guy who will remain nameless but no, he was no. in a pretty popular like indie band uh-huh. and i met him through someone at the restaurant that i was working at and uh-huh. um we were maybe going to work together on a record uh-huh. and i remember we we didn't it didn't end up happening because he wanted money and we we're like uh, money we ain't got no money <laughs> <What are you laughs> yeah 
so we made this EP with a friend of ours, uh, which is the first Ambassadors EP mm-hmm. um, that we ended up later getting signed off of. Yeah. And I played it for him, and I was like, man, I'd love to know what you think. And, uh-huh. and he sent me this message back that was like, wow, guess you guys made like a radio record mainstream oh. rock record good like luck with that insult wow yeah how did you feel seeing that um i think that's uh why i'm where i am today and uh <laughs> <laughs> and i bet that other guy wishes he had your career <laughs> yeah well you know do you still does it still get to you when people say things like that um i think i think it yeah sure it does i i, I think anyone who doesn't wish that they were part of the cool kids club like is lying to themselves You're not a little uncool. bit no, I'm not uncool, but I I feel you wrote for Lizzo. Like right? you have, yeah. you had like char- uh, two two big hits from your first album. We got some cred. You're selling you, you're selling albums, which a lot of rockers cannot do. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say it's cool, but yeah. you still feel. But that. Every, oh yeah, because whenever I hear someone say that, then I'm immediately like 13 again, and I'm wearing oh. the dumb T-shirt at school, and I'm getting made fun of by the kids. You know, it's like <laughs> that's that's what it, that's that feeling that yeah. comes up. So yeah, I, I'm I I can't lie and say that it doesn't affect me, but I we make the type of music that we make, and and I think that it, a lot of it just comes from where we come from. You know, we come from a small town. I wanted to get out so badly. I love I love Ithaca. I love upstate New York. But it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> ah, <laughs> but I wanted to get out so bad. So yeah. the music that I made had to be that big. It had to be that. Yeah that loud yeah. and that broad and that yeah. wide reaching you yeah. know so i think that's kind of where my my instincts have always lied yeah and i like you it know. we gotta let you go but you're gonna play a song for us yeah sure okay i will play a song which one a song called history do you know oh, this I like one? that one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's a Thanks to Sam Harris for coming in and talking music and singing for us. His band is called X Ambassadors. This song is called History. It's on the newest X Ambassadors album, which is called Orion. It is out now. All right, the rest of this episode belongs to Sam Harris. We're back in your feeds Friday. Talk soon.
used to be you and me, comrades in arms, side by side. I got love for you, babe. Love ain't enough this time. 'Cause you and me, you and me, you and me are history. You and me, you and me, you and me are history. I wish you the best, don't regret what we used to be. But you and me, you and me, you and me are history. Oh my god thank you man thank you that's it you've got the range <sighs> thank you man thank you i'm surprised i have the range today but yeah. yeah thanks that was so good thank you this message comes from npr sponsor mint mobile from the gas pump to the grocery store inflation is everywhere so mint mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just 15 dollars a month To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com slash NPR. This election season, you can expect to hear a lot of news, some of it meaningful, much of it not. Give the Up First podcast 15 minutes, sometimes a little less, and we'll help you sort it out what's going on around the world and at home. Three stories, 15 minutes, Up First every day. Listen every morning, wherever you get your podcasts.